What's going on, everybody? We are back with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I'm your host, Connor the Cat, with your co-host, Tommy Tomatoes. Hey, how the fuck you doing? And we're going to do our much-anticipated final mock draft before the actual draft. Oh, I'm so excited. We are a week away from draft day. I'm excited, nervous, (laughs) all different types of emotions. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. But we are going to go into our final draft. Uh, there's going to be some trades. There's going to be some risers. There's going to be some fallers. It's never the same. No. No, it's never, never the, same. the same. Except and, for one, two. <laughs> uh, yeah, except for one, two. Yeah. And we're going to see how that turns out next week. We'll review all of our picks and see which ones we got right, which Absolutely. ones we got wrong. And let's take it away. All right, Connor. So that brings us to our first overall draft pick. Uh, that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one on the clock. The clock starts right about now. Take all the time you need, my friend. I'm Where are you go going? with Bill Shatner. <laughs> no, we all know Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Despite his co- recent comments about not having a chip on his shoulder and doesn't have the will to win at all costs. I'm glad you brought that up. Can we address that really fast? Yes, Do you hold any weight to that? I personally don't, and I'll tell you why. The whole chip on the shoulder thing, that comes from the guys that, you know, weren't supposed to make it or right. the, the small guys that were like the scrappy guys who really had to claw and, and fight their way to, you know, the undrafted guys, the guys who didn't get a scholarship, the Baker Mayfield, those guys. That's what you want. Trevor Lawrence has been talked about since he was in seventh grade. He got scholarship offers when he's in middle school. I know. Like, he was that good. I'm like, th- this is why he's saying that. Who cares? If he comes out and balls out, who cares? But okay. like, but like, let me counteract that. Why say it? I think I literally think it, it's there was just, no reason, no reason at all. Uh, just to be did different. Andrew Luck say that? Just to be different? No, no, he didn't. No. Peyton Manning say that shit? It's just to be new and different. That's what it is. I, I guess, uh, but I maybe he, I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate with you. And I told you this outside while we were, you know, you know, talking about this before we even actually made this draft. I think that this is a bad move by him. I think that he should just keep his mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. I, I, I agree with that. I just I, I just don't think like so some people are like, oh, there's a huge red flag. Like I might not take him at one. I'm like, get get that out of here. <laughs> no, that I agree with. Yeah. That's crazy. The, if you hold that much weight to it where you're not gonna take him at number one overall, that's just that's just Stupid. ridiculous. Stupid. But I think he should have just took the higher well no, 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 I mean there's no higher low road. Yeah. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. I think he should have just said nothing. Play this game, let his game do the speaking, and then you see how it plays out. However, number one overall throughout our mock drafts, throughout everyone's mock drafts, has not ever changed. changed. It's Trevor Lawrence, number one. That brings us to number two, the New York Football Jets, and with the trade of Sam Darnold, even if even if he was still on the team, they're not going anywhere else but Zach Wilson. It makes the most sense. Um, there's nothing. I, I really got nothing else here. There's really nowhere else for them to go but two. If they would have traded back, they would have took probably the 49ers opportunity to, to trade back, actually. So, um, Dak Wilson's a pick. There's really no one else that's going to fit here. Yeah. And I love that fit, as I've said multiple times before. Uh, so, that brings us to San Francisco. And, again, not much has changed here on my end. I totally think that they should draft Justin Fields. Um, or even Trey Lance, but I am still not convinced that they're not going to take Mac Jones. Uh, okay. I 
not my pick. It's just who I think that they're going to pick. There's no there's no smoke screens for them. They they have the third overall pick. They know who the first two selections are going to be. There's just been too much smoke around Mac Jones, and especially at three that for them not to pick him. I I, I don't know. I, I hope they don't. I hope they go Justin Fields, but I I think they're going to go Mac Jones. I really do. Let the record show that I think they're going full Justin Fields I here. Hope, I hope you're right. Full Justin Fields. I hope you're right. And I, I, I think he, we went over this countless times. He fits Kyle Shanahan's offense way better than Mac Jones does. Justin Fields is the pick here. You have Mac Jones going there, so no argument there. It's just the way the board is going here right now. So that brings us to the Atlanta Falcons at number four. That's a trade. 100%, 100% a trade. It has to be a trade. And it's going to be... The Denver Broncos trading up from nine to number four to select Justin Fields, who dropped past Mac Jones. He fits there. Um, Drew Locke is not the answer at quarterback. And I think that just makes the most sense going Justin Fields there. Um, any input on that? Or is that just how the board's going to go here? I, I agree. Um, I think that... I think that either pick is a good pick for them, but I think they go Justin Fields, and I'm all here for that. Absolutely. I mean, if he dropped that far at number four, Denver would be silly to miss the opportunity to trade up with Atlanta to get that pick. And honestly, for the Falcons, I think they're going to be so excited to have Justin Fields there because they know teams are going to want to trade up for him. So that's a, that, 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 that's a win for Atlanta in my book. I agree. And that brings us to Cincinnati, and this is also a very, very tough pick. It'll be really interesting to see what they do on draft day because you know Joe Burrow is endlessly campaigning for Jamar Chase. They need another wide receiver. I mean, well, they don't need another wide receiver. They have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, but they would like another wide receiver uh, to come in there that can be a solidified number one guy. Um, But... I just think protecting Joe Burrow is priority numero uno. We saw what happened last year with that injury. Uh, they have Jonah Williams, but they need a bonafide left tackle. Move him over to the right side. Panetti Sewell, that's my pick. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, one of the top tackles in the draft help uh, solidify Joe Burrow and help him, uh, you know, stay healthy. And I forget the person who had it on Twitter, but they're like um, – Say who you think the Bengals are going to take without saying who the Bengals are going to take. And they had Joe Burrow posing in his the new uniforms they uh, had yeah, on Monday. Yeah, yeah. And it was a slit in his right knee. And they zoomed in on that pick. I, I got to get the name and I want to give him the credit because it was That's that it. it was that just straightforward. And I, lo- I love it. But I, I'll, I'll get the name for it. But, I mean, I, I can't, I, I'm not going to argue with you going Penny Sewell here. So, that brings us to number six, the uh, Miami Dolphins. So they could go a wide receiver. They could go uh, offensive line. They even could go edge rusher, guard, defense, uh, defensive tackle. I think they're going to go Rashawn Slater. Really? At tackle. It makes sense. Um, I think they need to help keep um, Tua Tagliavoa. I hope I said that right. Please correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here. They need to keep him upright, and I think he's going to be a plug-and-play player for them um, for years to come. And I think he's going to be a tremendous asset for the Miami Dolphins going forward. 
and um, just just a safety blanket for Tua. Very interesting. Um, I mean, I can't argue with any of that. I think that if Miami's sitting there and they have their picks of Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, it's going to be tough to pass that up. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they, you, you got to protect your quarterback and their offensive line isn't terrible, but it's certainly not good by any stretch of the match. So you can never have enough of those. And I love Rashawn Slater. I do too. I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. I actually have him going uh, over Sewell. I know we kind of disagree here with our mock draft here, but I we'll see how it turns out. I understand either pick. I'm, I'm with you. I yeah. really do. I understand either pick. But I just, with he's the best player on the board, in my opinion. Better than Kyle Pitts? Yes. Really? Yes. You have Sean Slater is better than Kyle Pitts as overall player. You're, you're, <laughs> you're pressuring me here, and I think I do. Okay. I think I do. I think Rashawn okay. Slater is going to be a great tackle in this league. Well, Possibly even guard. A lot of people haven't compared to Zach yeah, Martin. I, I, I would I, take Zach Martin oh, uh, 10 times out of 10. I, I see him moving in at guard most likely, but he can play both. People love versatile players like that. That's the way the NFL is going. Exactly. Versatile players. Exactly. Uh, so Detroit's sitting here just foaming at the mouth because they have Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts on the board. Uh, you can take your pick with either one of them. Uh, and I know Kyle Pitts, you can move him out, move him in the slot. You can do whatever you want with him. Uh, but I still think the presence of TJ Hawkinson makes them pick a more natural wide receiver in Jamar Chase. Uh, and I think that that is best case scenario for them, that Jamar Chase falls. And you give, at least give Jared Goff a weapon. Uh out on the outside yeah and hope that the next quarterback comes in can get him the ball as well uh but yeah jamar chase easy pick for them if he falls um it makes sense i mean this is a trade back candidate for the both of us and he could they could very well trade back and collect assets here especially with um mac no i'm not jones taking a three for you um especially with trey lance on the board here so they could trade up for it so that brings us to the uh carolina panthers and we have yet another trade and Ooh. it's going to be the Washington football team oh, Lord, no. trading for this. And they're going to be trading up for, guess, <laughs> Trey Lance. It's going to be for Trey Lance, yes. So I think the Washington football team is only missing one one really solidified position. And it's going to be quarterback. I know they just signed Fitzpatrick, but they need a quarterback for the for the future. And like I said, they have every other position pretty much solidified. So Trey Lance could make the difference there. And as much as I hate seeing Trey Lance go to Washington, this is a great pick for them. And if they can add another wide receiver to go opposite Terry McLaurin later in the draft, watch out for Washington's offense. They're going to be deadly. Uh, and that brings us to Atlanta who just must be loving life right now because sitting at four, their only debate if they don't go quarterback is do we take Kyle Pitts, who in my eyes would be the best player available, yes. or do we trade out of that slot and get assets so we can you know jumpstart this rebuild, which is the smart thing to do for this Atlanta football team. They need a boatload of picks and players to add to this team because they have so many holes Yep. I can barely count. But if they drop back to nine and Kyle Pitts is still there, 
you, you, you take Kyle Pitts. You don't yep. think twice about it. They probably are rumored to take him at, at four. Exactly. And if they can trade back and still get the so same player, him. beautiful. He's the best player available right here. Um, you don't think twice about it. You take Kyle Pitts. I agree with you. I, I really do. I agree with you. I think that's a win-win for Atlanta, mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, that brings us to our most hated team. I think we both can agree on this. The Dallas Cowboys at number 10. And I'm going to tie this into my bold prediction with J.C. Horn going over Patrick Sertain. So I think J.C. Horn is going to be the pick here for Dallas at number 10. We went over this in our last, podca- our last podcast. But J.C. Horn is actually the, meal, the most... Um, pro-ready player. And he's rising. And he is rising. So I think uh, he just makes the most sense for Dallas here. They really have no holes on offense, and they could really use some secondary help. So J.C. Horn is the pick there. Definitely cornerback. I mean, they need to go cornerback. And I think J.C. Horn is a great pick for them. Just pro-ready, pro-body. He's ready to go. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And so that's, that's a solid pick. And that brings me to... My football Giants. The New York football motherfucking Giants. <laughs> easy pick for me, and I think an easy pick for them, too. I know from a couple sources in the field that they're in love with Jalen Waddell. Yes, they have a couple other needs, but Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater off the board. The edge rushers being a huge reach at pick 11. You just can't pass up on, on town here. They can never have enough elite receivers. Jalen Waddle's my pick. You know what? That's not changing from your last draft, and he's probably one of the best on the board right now, so I can't argue with you there. Uh, Dave Gettleman does love his skill positions, so, I mean, it, it makes sense. He's a, he's a great player, and he'll fit well on that offense, but they just got to give Daniel Jones time that's, on that offensive line. That, that's, that's the key. That, that's something that they have they to They can have Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, all they want, and uh, Jalen uh, Waddle, but we'll see how it works out it's, with timing. It's also a very deep offensive line class, which bodes well for the Giants, so hopefully they address that later in the draft. Absolutely. They end up with Jalen Waddle. Yeah. So that brings us to the next pick, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. So they have a lot of needs on this team, and I hate to admit it, but they really do. Um, they could go wide receiver here. Mika Par- Michael Parsons still on the board. Uh, Christian Barrymore, who's rumored to go to the Eagles. They love the defensive line. And Patrick Sertain's there and Devontae Smith. So they have a lot of uh, players to pick from. I think it's very underrated how bad that cornerback depth chart is. So I think to have Patrick Sertain here. You have to. At number 12, just makes the most sense for the Eagles. So I think they're going to go Patrick Sertain to play on the other side of uh, Darius Slay for this year. Um, could possibly be a shutdown corner in this league. And um, um, I mean, like I said, you, you really can't go wrong with any of the players I named here. They could be like starters, possibly Pro Bowl players. But Patrick Sertain makes the most sense. You need another player on their side, Darius Slay. So that, that's my pick. I agree. I agree 100%. If he falls to the Eagles there, that's it might be a little a little much to call it a steal because he's you know projected in that eight eight nine ten range right but to make it past Dallas I think it's yeah a steal. yeah you're definitely you're definitely happy yeah. coming away with Patrick Sertain at twelve after trading back um, so that's that's definitely a good pick for them uh, that brings us to the Los Angeles Chargers formerly of San Diego <laughs> uh, so this is. This is interesting here because 
they could go a, a bunch of different directions. Devontae Smith is still on the board. Do they want to add another receiver down there for a young Justin Herbert? You know, to pair with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, this is where it gets tricky, man. It gets very tricky, but I think they go more in the direction of giving Justin Herbert more time and helping him out to deep receiver class. Uh, I think they go Christian Darisaw here. Okay. Virginia Tech. Um, you can never have enough offensive linemen, and when you have a young quarterback with the potential, well, not the potential, the skill that Justin Herbert clearly has, you got to keep him on the field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, nothing to say here. Um, going offensive line when you have a young quarterback to keep progressing, it's never a bad pick to go uh, tackle here. So, I mean, I agree with you. Christian Derrissaw is is uh, climbing up draft boards. So, I, 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 I no argument there. So, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'm struggling with this pick. There's a lot of good players on the board. Mike Zimmer's the coach. They just lost Eric Wilson to the defense. Eagles. Yeah, defense, yeah. So I think I'm going to go Micah Parsons here. Like going that. to the Vikings. Um, it makes sense for me. Um, big Mike Zimmer uh, Mike Zimmer fan. And he's a Mike Zimmer type of player. He can do it all. Yeah, he really can do it all. And he's going to love that versatility. So Micah Parsons makes the most sense here. He's my pick at the Vikings at number 14. And they've also been lacking that type of versatility. They've had good defenses yeah, over the years. They have. Um, but they've kind of been trending down the last two years. Yeah, last year they sucked. Yeah, they were terrible last year. And yeah, they've missed that sort of versatility, uh, especially at the linebacker position. But he's a guy that can play the run in between the, you know, in the gaps. Uh, he can, he can rush the passer off the edge. He can drop back into coverage. He can really do it all. Uh, I think Mike Zimmer would absolutely love that. I love it. I, I do. I, I just think he just fits the mold of how Mike Zimmer wants to run his team. Hopefully they perform well because this could backfire. Mike Zimmer could get fired if they yeah. underperform again. Also very true. Yeah, so um, um, we'll see how it works yeah. out. But Michael Parsons, great pick for the Vikings at 14. New England has a very, very easy pick here. Uh Probably shocked that he that he falls to 15, uh, but they need a wide receiver. Julian Edelman just retired. And they have Nikhil Harry, and then besides that, it's a bunch of just kind of random guys that are, that are thrown thrown out there. Um, you know, decent decent rotational guys, but definitely not a true number one. Uh, and if you want to try to revitalize Cam. You know, they obviously miss out on a quarterback here. Yep. Best way to do it is a wide receiver that just won the Heisman Trophy. Devontae Smith. Makes them, it, it makes sense, yeah. I think he's good. Uh, I think he's a, a prime candidate to drop this far. So, I think uh, Bel- Belichick, will, Belichick and uh, McDaniels will find a way to, yeah. uh, you know, make him jump to, to the next level. And especially if they're going to do the homework because Belichick and Nick Saban are very good friends. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. I'm going to stick with my pick from the last mock on the Cardinals, and I think they're going to go Christian Barrymore here, uh, defensive line. It makes it makes a ton of sense for me to solidify that that, that defense even more so than they have already. Next to JJ Watt. Next to JJ, they got uh, Chandler Jones rushing off the edge there. Ooh. They got a, they got a good front seven if they get Christian Barrymore there. 
So I think they're going to really have a have a good defense if they do solidify that. They could even go corner here if they want to like trade back or reach a little bit if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good names out there. You know, if they want Gregory Newsome or a Caleb Farley or a Asante Samuel Jr., those are all candidates that could be for them. Interesting that you bring up Greg Newsome. Because he just so happened. Are we going to, to 17? My next pick ah. to the Oakland Raiders. Okay. Or Las Vegas Raiders. Ah, I made the same mistake last pod. I know. I made the same mistake last pod. I don't know what the hell John Gruden is doing. Um, I don't think anyone really does. Or Mayock. I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know what their plan is. And they just seem... They, they always seem to have a lot of picks in the last couple of drafts, like a couple of picks in the first round, it just a boatload of picks, and they seem to miss more often than, than hitting. Yeah. Like, I, and it just leaves them further in disarray. Uh, they could go a bunch of different places here, but I definitely think they need to bolster up their secondary. Uh, I really like Greg Newsom a lot. I do too. I think... Big time. Yeah, I like him a lot too. I, I really think, do. I think you look at Caleb Farley, who is kind of falling. I think that injury is going to scare a lot of but teams. I think the injury has been scaring a lot of teams because I mean, Caleb Farley was projected top ten pick, um, you know, even just a few weeks ago. But I think that injury is really having a lasting effect on some teams. Still, a very good prospect, but Greg Newsom has been one of the biggest risers in this draft, and I think. They they go cornerback. I, I I don't I don't blame you. I really don't. Um, I think he fits the mold there, and I think you're right. He is right rising in a lot of draft boards, and I think he could be a very good corner in the NFL. So that brings me to number eighteen, the Miami Dolphins, and we have yet another trade. Ooh. We do, and it's going to be with the Chicago Bears to jump the Carolina Panthers to get. Rashad Bateman. Just in case this this didn't work out for them. But Rashad Bateman is climbing up a lot of draft boards. I think Carolina is willing to take either a corner or a wide receiver. And with Gregory Newsom off the board at that state, I think Rashad Bateman could be the pick for them to help Andy Dalton really perform and do well there. What do you think? Well, I think you took my pick. That's what I think. So you're going to go with them to Carolina? I was going to go Rashad Bateman to Carolina. Yeah. Because uh, I think that, again, you look at – first off, I love the fit there in Chicago. I think Bateman on one side and Allen Robinson on the other. For Andy Dalton, that's great, but also for their next quarterback. Yep. That's, that's going to be great. I mean, this is also given that Allen Robinson stays there long term. But if, if, if he doesn't – Great, you, you you're gonna hopefully replace Allen Robinson. You know, hoping that Rashad Bateman can become what Allen Robinson is. Yep. But uh, look to look to the future. Yep. You either have the opportunity to pair him with Robinson or replace Robinson with Bateman. It's a it's a good pick. Their defense is very very solid. Offense has always been an issue. I think Andy Dalton is a lot more capable than Mitch Trubisky, so this will help bolster them up. And yep. Give them a chance in that uh, that uh, NFC uh, North. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that brings us to Carolina, and instead of going Rashad Bateman here, 
I really stumped you with that one, huh? I no, I so I, I love I, my I, draft trades. That's that's that was the guy I had my eye on, but you know what? I think Carolina goes Caleb Farley here. Okay. They they need cornerback help, they need secondary help. I think while people may be a little bit worried about the injury, Caleb Farley at 19 is great value. He's a tremendous talent. And again, some people still have him as the best, the top rated cornerback uh, in the draft. I personally don't. But, I don't either anymore. But to, but to get him a 19, definitely, definitely good value. He's a very, very athletic uh, cornerback. I, I have no argument there. He's a top 10 talent. Yeah. And if he recovers well, it's a great win for Carolina. They um they get Sam Darnold uh, playing quarterback, and they also solidify because like, they were looking for a quarterback to begin with at this at this time, and they get the cornerback uh, to help out Dante Jackson on the other side. So no argument there. So that brings us to the Miami Dolphins trading back from um, Chicago at eighteen, collecting some more assets, which I love. They're going to go Elijah Vera Tucker. No, I'm sorry, not Elijah Vera Tucker because I took um, Rashawn Slater in the first. I'm sorry, call myself Quiddy Pay. From Michigan. I like that. For uh, the Dolphins at 20. I, I think, like that a lot. Yes. Thank you. Um, so that makes sense for them. Um, I think he could be a good pass rusher in this league. He is rising draft boards. Um, I know he was like flirting with rising and dropping on draft boards. But I think as we get close to the draft, he's getting closer to being a top 15 pick. But he's not going to quite make it. So I think he's going to go 20 to the Dolphins. Well, first off, I think he's the safest edge rusher uh for a, a bunch of different reasons uh definitely i don't think he has the highest ceiling but i definitely think he's the the safest edge rusher in this draft class and i mean this fits my my bold prediction that there's gonna be no edge rushers in the top 15. it does fit um but i think he's a perfect fit for uh for miami and brian flores mm -hmm. uh they need another edge rusher back there uh they got their they got their tackle uh, they can add other pieces down the road. Getting Quiddy Pay at 20 seems like very good value to me. Uh, I, I really like this pick a lot. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I, I saw him on the board there for the Dolphins, and they solidified their tackle in the early part of the top 10. And if they get another uh, defensive lineman to rush the passer, they have a, they have a pretty good uh, they have a pretty good young core going over there. So Absolutely. I think that fits. Absolutely. Okay, so that brings us to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I definitely think that they're going to go wide receiver here. Give Carson another weapon. He needs it. Uh, <laughs> T.Y. Hill in his back, but you know he's for how long? You have Michael Pittman, who I think is a stud. Uh, Pascal, not bad. Um, but I definitely think they're going to add another weapon. It's which weapon? that's going to fit the most. Now you have guys like Terrace Marshall, big contested catch guy. You have the two small speedy guys in Rondell Moore and a lot and Elijah Moore. I'm going to go a little bit further. I'm going to say that they take who is one of my favorite receivers in the class and a big riser. I'm going to say they go Kadarius Tony out of Florida. I, you know what? I love how you brought that up because Kadarius Tony is. I, I watched his tape. I think he's going to transition very well 
and I, I we use this like a lot. I, I'm 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 taken back by it because I love I love the pick. I just love yeah. it. Yeah, I just love it. Yeah, I think they need they need that, especially with Carson over there now. I don't. I, Ty kind of turned it on towards the end of the last year. He did. I I don't know how much we can invest in that. Uh, Pittman definitely shows flashes of brilliance. I like loved him out of the draft, but if you're trading for Carson, you want to go all in. Make yes. that a high-powered offense. Give him as many weapons, legit weapons as you can. And I don't know who's going to be keeping up with the Colts. Uh, I don't. I don't either. I mean, that. I the Houston Texans definitely are not. Um, we'll see what Jacksonville does because I think I'm, maybe, I think maybe Tennessee's they, the real threat. Tennessee, one hundred percent, the real threat. Yeah. But I want to see how much of a jump Jacksonville does yeah. make. But I can't argue with Kadarius Tony there at uh, number twenty-one. So that brings the Tennessee Titans at number twenty-two. They could go a few routes here. Um, I'm thinking wide receiver. I'm also thinking tackle. Um. I'm going to settle on going for the Elijah Vera Tucker route um, to help protect Ryan Tannehill and help solidify that offense going forward. They just lost Dennis Kelly going to, um, I, f- I forget where, but Dennis Kelly, actually I don't think he signed anywhere. Either way, I um, I think that they uh, need another tackle there, especially if Taylor Lewan comes back and is full healthy, as I previously mentioned on the past pod here. I think it's a good question. Yeah, I know. I know it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think if they get another tackle in there to help uh, protect the offense and help uh, Derrick Henry run through it, I think uh, they'll be just fine. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you, you took another draft pick of mine off the board, which is just driving me crazy. Um, But. But I'm going to say, uh, I don't know. The, Jet, the Jets could go a couple different. Absolutely could. But I, I, I think I think that they want to shore up that offensive line. Um, they could go edge rush. They could go cornerback. But I think, I think if I'm the Jets, I go Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. Okay. Versatile tackle that's most likely going to play guard at the next level. Um, Honestly, you blew my mind with it. I love it. Yeah, like I think Alex Leatherwood's a weird kind of, you know, you, I could see him going day two, uh, but I could also see him. If they know that. I like his height. He, he's a guard. Like if they want him as their guard, they definitely need a guard. They definitely, if they're getting. Zach Wilson, they definitely want to make sure that offensive line is short up. Uh, they can add other pieces later. They got, they have picks, so they do. I, uh, I, I like, I, I like Alex Leatherwood a lot. I think he's going to go higher than most people expect. Dude, I, I agree with you 100. I have no arguments there because tackles I think are rising up this board. Elijah Vera Tucker, for example, our last pick, Alex Leatherwood. So you can never like have enough offensive linemen and in I this league. And I think both of them are guards at the next level. They, yeah, at least they have the versatility Absolutely. to play tackle. And teams want to see if you can play guard, tackle, center. They want to see all that shit. Exactly. So Alex Leatherwood's a great pick for the Jets, or a, a good pick at at the least, a good pick. So I I agree. Not, not, no arguments. So that brings us to the Pittsburgh Steelers, number twenty-four. And I'm going to go with your bold prediction here. 
Let's go. I'm going to go with a running back going in the first round, and it's going to be to the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 24. And that pick is going to be Najee Harris from Alabama. Um, just lost James Conner. I mean, you don't really have much depth after that. Benny, uh, uh, ben Snell. Snell yeah, Benny the, Snell. Yeah, Benny Snell. Anthony McFarlane. Anthony uh, McFarlane. Both not going to be, like, huge threats to a defense. No. So if you get Najee Harris in there, it helps out Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's the most pro-ready there. I mean, just because he's from Alabama and he's the best running back in the draft, in my opinion. And, and two, Pittsburgh doesn't really have any other – pressing needs. I mean, sure, the offensive line is different now. You know, Villanueva's gone, Pouncey's gone, but right. they still have – their offensive line is still very good, and it's still a deep class. They can get it later. Love uh, the Castro. He's never talked about it enough, oh, but I, I the love the Castro. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I – as much as I usually don't see value in going running back uh, in the first round – the Steelers are a team that can they, they can afford to do that because they don't want to risk not getting him in the second round because I think Najee Harris just fits that Steelers mold. If he makes that second round, people are going to jump up to get him. Yeah. So yeah. he's not he's not going to make the Steelers the second round. They're going to they're going to take him at that at that point. Yeah. And I, I can see it. I agree with your bold prediction. So I love that pick. Uh, that brings me to Jacksonville, and just like my Jets pick. Protect the new quarterback. I'm going Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Yeah. Tackle. Uh, whether he plays tackle, guard, give give our guys some help. Give our young guys some help. Make sure that they stay upright. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has a shitload of weapons in Jacksonville, uh, so that offense should be be good. You know, the more the more help on the offensive line, uh, they could go Trevon Morig. You know, safety from T- TCU. Yeah, they could. That, that I, I'd like that pick a lot too. I would have said that if they didn't take John Johnson. So yeah, that's, that, exactly, you know, exactly. that changed that changes. So, so I, I'm going to stick with Tevin Jenkins. I no argument there. I mean, you can't have enough offensive linemen. I mean, you Tevin take Kevin. Trevor Lawrence number one overall, so you got to protect him a little bit. So Tevin Jenkins is a good pick there. I mean, good size. I mean, he could gain a few pounds and stuff like that, but. Yeah, he's going to transition well. I think yeah. he could even play guard again with the, with the versatility. Hundred percent, yeah. This draft, in the water. So uh, that brings us to number twenty six, the Cleveland Browns. Oh man, I'm looking up this draft board right here, and there's a lot of great talent here for them, especially if they're looking for a linebacker or another wide receiver if they want to get rid of Odell. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, eh. Okay, I'll go uh, Jeremiah Owosu Camaro to the Cleveland Browns at number 26. Like um, yeah, solidify that defense a little bit more, you know, uh, get, get some linebacking help in there. They got the pass rush with uh, Miles Garrett and Davian Clowney. They got a good secondary going on. So if they solidify the linebacking core, that defense could be all around, uh, you know, once in a lifetime type bro, of defense. They're really good. This defense is serious. Is it could be serious. Good. If they add, if they add JOK, and let me just mention, if they go Elijah Moore here, I would not be upset because that that just tells me that they Odell. get Baker Mayfield another another weapon, and they could say goodbye to the Odell. The Odell. If the writing is on the wall for yeah. Odell, and but, then we'll pay attention to that later on as the draft goes on. But I think Andrew Barry is going to look at this team, and he's going to see that if he gets another standout linebacker on that defense. 
this team is Look just out. going nothing but up. Look out. Yeah. I mean, this this defense is scared. They're gonna give the Ravens a tough a tough match. They're building like the Ravens. They are. Yeah. They are. Hundred percent. They uh, are. And that brings us to the Ravens. And I just huh, think, go figure. I just think this is a perfect fit. I think in past uh, mocks, I had Ravens going edge rusher here because they've been a little bit of they, they've been kind of void of an edge rusher the past few years. Like they had Judon, who's good, uh, but no, no one really like no one like Ter- Terrell Suggs in his prime. No. Um, he, oh my God, he was so good. And so I had that in the last draft, but I also see this being a perfect fit. And this goes to my other bold prediction about the the wide receivers in this class being taken in the first round. I think Terrace Marshall fits perfectly, perfectly with Baltimore. Uh, He comes in. He's, I think he's immediately the number one option uh, outside of Mark Andrews. Uh, for Lamar Jackson, and the best part is he doesn't have to change his colors. So I'm I'm going Terrace Marshall there. You, you fucked me up a yeah. little bit because you you stole my pick. I did, didn't I? Yeah, it's a it's a candidate later on for me. So it's uh yeah you you, you fucked me up is uh there's where I'm getting at. So that brings us to the Saints at number 28. Originally, I would have had Terrace Marshall possibly going here, or even uh, a cornerback at that at that point. But I'm gonna stick with wide receiver here. I think they're going to go Elijah Moore. I think he's a perfect fit for uh, Sean Payton. It's a perfect compliment to Michael Thomas, especially after losing Emmanuel Sanders here. They're going to want to get Jameis Winston that extra help just so he has some uh, other options there. So Elijah Moore is my pick for the Saints at number 28. I love it. Love it. I, I think that that's after you know losing Emmanuel Sanders, you know, Drew Brees is gone now. You gotta give Jameis or Taysom Hill, whoever it is, more options to throw to. And Elijah Moore is the exact opposite type <laughs> of receiver uh, from Michael Thomas, so it, 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 it's a perfect fit uh, for the Saints. Um, and that brings us to the Packers, who again, ha, I want to keep going wide receiver uh, and just you know s- stay with it because I feel like they need a wide receiver, but I just also. Don't think that they ever care to give Aaron Rodgers more help. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to throw Nick Bolton. Nick uh, fucking Bolton. Yeah, I love it. Missouri, who is a Dude, stud nobody talks about him enough. Did you see his goal line stand? Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Like, this kid can play. This kid can play. He's like – Old school linebacker, very athletic, very fast. Um, definitely like your traditional like middle linebacker, not more of a edge rusher, um, but he can play outside and he's quick enough to get around the edges too. So yep. uh, all around, I think I don't it's blame you for for Green Bay. I don't, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that brings me to the Buffalo Bills at number thirty. And, going here. Oh, I know. We talked about this countless times, but I don't know the compensation yet, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out once draft night begins. And it's going to be a trade. And it's going to be your or my, yeah. Philadelphia, definitely not my definitely not mine. Philadelphia Eagles training up because it's essential to get that fifth-year option. The Eagles pick at number 37, so you trade up seven picks. 
Maybe you add Zach Ertz in there because Buffalo was rumored to be trading after him. Maybe you add another pick there. Who knows? But I think the Eagles trade up and select. Drum roll. Jason Away from Penn State. That was I think he has great measurables, and the Eagles love their defensive line. They invest in it, as you know, with Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson the past year, Jason Hargrave, Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham. They love their rotational. They love they love switching them out, and I don't think it's going to change too much with the new regime coming in, the new, co- the new coaching staff. So they're going to see a lot of value here with Jason away. They're going to trade up. They're going to get him. And that couldn't make Derek Barnett expendable. I don't think so. But I think they're going to want more assets to come in there and rush the passer. Agreed. So that brings us to Kansas City. And we all know what happened in the offseason. They moved on from Eric Fisher. They moved on from Mitchell Schwartz. Both a little premature in my eyes. I, I don't really understand that. But. So they could definitely go tackle here. Um, they could definitely go guard. You know, I'm looking at names like Walker Little, but he hasn't played in damn near two years. Uh, there's a couple guys there, Samuel Cosme, that I really like. Uh, but ultimately, I think that they're going to add to their defense uh, and add an edge rusher here because, yeah, you have Frank Clark, uh, who's very good, Chris Jones uh, in the middle who's very good, but I think they, they're lacking like a, a very like, you know, speedy outside guy to rush around. So I'm going to go with Aziz Ojulari at Love it. Georgia. Love it. And I'm a me, big fan of him with the with him in the Georgia defense. And, I'm a huge fan of him. And let me also say that my pick probably would have been edge rusher still for them, but – I probably would have went with Jalen Phillips over Ojulari, but I really think the concussion talk with Phillips is it's real. He he that's he real. Rose up the draft boards, and then when that started to kind of like come out more, I think it's going to hurt a little bit because I think teams are a little worrisome about a guy with that many concussions. I already. think he's a, he's a good player, but he's very good. Yeah, he's my to be honest with you, he's my favorite pass rusher in the class. I know. But I do – Over Cody Pay? Concussions are real. Over Cody Pay. Over Jason Away? Easily. Mm. Easily. I disagree. I think Jason Away is I, – I think, I think Phillips is more a traditional edge rusher in this day and age. I think a lot of those other guys fit more of a, a 4-3 type role. Okay. Um, and I think Phillips is just an a athletic freak. Okay. I mean, it makes sense here. But, so I mean I went on Jewelry anyway, so <laughs> um so that brings us to number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think I have a trade coming. I knew you would. Yes, of course. I love them. So I'm struggling to think who's gonna trade here, but I don't think Tampa needs a lot of, of assets here. So I think I might go the New York Jets at number 32 uh, trading up out of the 34th pick to get their guy to play corner, and it's going to be Asante Samuel Jr. Ooh. Yeah, just a couple picks, you know, Ooh, just to yeah. make sure just they get sure just to that. make sure they get their guy. That's all. So I can give up any crazy moves. I just can, can I actually um 
take a second who I think the other trade could be. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams could trade up to this pick, but I think they uh, – well, originally I wanted the Giants to trade up here to draft Dylan Redunds from uh, I, Oregon yeah, I, to be their North, tackle North for the State. future. North Dakota State. Oh, North Dakota State. Sorry. North Dakota State. The green kind of fucked yeah. me up there. Uh, that, that could be a possibility, but – I think Asante Samuel Jr. is going to jump up a lot of draft boards between now and next week. So I think the J- the Jets might actually trade up. Get three first-round picks in this draft. And Joe Douglas is going to build his team for the future. I, I, love, I love the method. Um, I love just going for it. Like Joe Douglas is like, you know, it's time for the Jets to, you know, be the New York football Jets. Yep. So let's get, let's get our guys. Let's get all the needs that we – we have on our board and let's get after it. let's be let's let's fight for a playoff spot next year absolutely they can do it if they do everything right yep absolutely man um connor it's always a fun fucking time doing this shit with you i can't wait to be with you next week to watch this draft show um what do you what do you got for me and i One see you trying to say more something week so we got the draft next thursday first round we're gonna be watching that together probably screaming Hopefully not crying. <laughs> Hopefully in a great way, yeah, by the yeah, way. Joyful screams. Yep. Um, and then what we're going to do next Friday, we're going to do a live stream for round two yes. of the draft. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that too, by the way. So next week we're going to give our analysis on the first round of what happened Thursday night. And then as that's going on, I'm sure probably in the back half of our analysis, the second round is going to kick off. Yeah. So then we'll do a live stream. We'll give our own analysis on how the second round's going, and then you know we'll take a pick by pick and and give our give our two cents. Love it. Yeah, I do Love too, it. man. I I really can't wait. We're gonna stream it out. Um, you know, hopefully uh, this turns out the way that we think it's gonna turn out. But to be quite honest with you guys, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Oh. This is, this is the craziest draft in years. Yeah, I really. Draft yeah, in years. and honestly, some of these picks, man, I, I, I think that a lot of teams should go in this direction. But again, what the fuck do who, I know? Yeah, uh, what knows. the fuck do I know? But guys, thank you for listening. Um, tune in next week. I really hope you do. Um, have a good night. And uh, hey, draft baby, let's go. Let's go.